Welcome to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people become fully devoted followers of Christ through intentionally serving, giving, and caring for our neighbor. We bring you Christ-centered messages from our pastors each Sunday, as well as engaging discussions relevant to your life. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfortable, and join us as we strive to grow as followers of Christ and make a positive impact in our community. It's exciting to be in the house of God. When as our fathers, I had a scripture for you that the Lord just dropped in my spirit, man. So it's in Joshua. And in Joshua chapter 1, in the beginning, God encourages Joshua. And he says, fear not, I will never leave you or forsake you. Remember that? Then the next chapter, he says, I will never, never leave you or forsake you. And then he says uh, to Joshua, now, when you see the ark move, get up and follow it. Because I am going to take you on a way that you have never gone before. And I feel this morning that I'm speaking to some of our men in here and those that are welcome if you watch us online. Uh, We're excited for you to join us. And I pray it will be a blessing to you. But I'm speaking to you as well. I speak to us. My sense and my spirit, man, this morning is that God is about to make some changes with some of our men in here. I don't know where you are. He's going to change you. And and the fear is that you want to hold on to the old before you and not get the new. And the Lord said, release the old so I can show you the new. And he said to me very clearly, he said, he said, now get up. Because I want to take you on a way that you have never gone before. That means a change in your life. If that fits you, would you stand first of all? Yeah, but that speaks to my heart. God wants to do that. Yes. Thank you. No, no, keep standing. Keep standing. Keep standing. You're not going to sit down. Boy, somebody did. God is about to make a change in your life, and you want to hold on to the old, and the God says, let go. Let go. I want to do something new in your life. Is that you stand? Last opportunity. Father, I thank you. Stretch your hand out to these men, wherever you are. When you stretch out your hand, that means you come into agreement with what the Spirit of God wants to do in their lives. And Father, we stand in agreement with these gentlemen that they will be attentive to the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit, and you will direct their path, even though they have never gone there before. Father, there be no fear there be faith and confidence that you will direct them and you will make a new way for them in places they've never gone before. And so let the spirit, the spirit of a pioneer come over you and do the things that a pioneer is going Territory, new territory, new ways. And we bless you with that today in the name of Jesus. And all God people said? Amen. Now I want all of our men to stand. We're on a clock today. Are we on a clock? No. You're not going to sit outside. It's too hot to do that. Welcome to the Arizona summer. I want our men to stand. All of our men. All fathers. All fathers. Bless your heart. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. And I'm a great-grandfather. That means if I've been around the bush. Yeah. So let you, again, stretch your hands out to these fathers, these grandfathers and great-grandfathers. 
And Father, we speak a blessing over them today. Even of those who watch us online today. We speak a blessing over them in the name of Jesus. And we say that this will be a year of breakthrough in their lives, in their families, in their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren. You will be the answer to break to them. But bless them abundantly today. Father, I pray for a fresh anointing over their life in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you to open up the word to them like it has never been done before. And they will see new things, have fresh revelation, and stand and move in the power of God because God is their God. And we bless that process in you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are the man of God. Take your position, stand in that position. Proclaim the goodness and the greatness of a God, because He is your God. Amen. Amen. Yes. It's so fun to be in the house of God. Would you want to be in any place else? You know, I never knew that before, but now I know. So there we are. You know what? I think, uh, yeah, I want to show our picture again. There it is. Do you know what that is? It's something that the liberal media does not want you to know. It's something that they want to hide from you desperately. They don't want you to be alert and know that this, these are forefathers. This is a monument, by the way, to our forefathers. It's 80 feet tall. It's the tallest granite monument in the nation, and it's the best hidden monument. Why? Because the liberal wants to destroy our foundations, and this is the foundation we will build upon. It depicts the Word of God. It depicts how you raise a family, how to keep order in the home, and how to have a nation that serves God. All on that monument, go, go search it out. If you haven't done so, Look at, there's a movie out by Kurt Cameron called Monumental. Watch it. Watch it. And I know you Flashpoint people, I watch Flashpoint because I, boy, the fire of God is in there and I love what God is doing all across. Revival has already started. Did you know that? The enemy's terribly nervous. He's terribly upset. He doesn't want you to know how powerful you are in the kingdom of God. He wants you to continually believe that as a nation, we are a defeated nation. Christianity is not a super, it's not. Well, you're, you're a laughing stock. And so, uh, how many remember the, the movie The Chosen? Yes? If you've not watched it, go watch it. Again, it's well worth. If you look for historical manuscripts and historical books that I write on and are true to the history of this nation, go to wall builders. I'm making commercials today, wall builders. It's the best source for you to get. It's the largest collection of historic documents in the nation. And it's Christ bailed. Totally go there. But I watched, uh, like I said, Flashpoint the other day, and the gentleman that played uh, Jesus on that. What an awesome guy. He just completed making the second most important movie. He said, next to The Chosen, this is my most important movie. And three guys are there, they dedicated their life to it. 
And the movie, movie comes out on the 4th of July, and it's called The Sound of Freedom. And The Sound of Freedom is bringing things to light that you and I, our hairs should be standing up on the back, and we should proclaiming loudly across the land that that is not going to remain. Do you know Mexico, they're talking about child, what do they call it, pedophilia? Mexico is the largest supplier of children, and guess who is the largest consumer? The U.S. Can you picture that? That child, I don't even want to go into details of it, it's so horrid, and it's so wicked, right? And so I'm saying to you today that God is wanting to take his nation back. And it will not happen because we're sleeping and sitting on the couch. It's going to come when we wake up and we are waking up and take back our land. Come on, I've been a benefit from what our forefathers planted in this nation. I have benefited from that. When I came out of Europe, I could never dream that I as a young man, 20, 22 years old, I could own my own car. And I could move wherever I wanted to move. And I, I was the recipient of forefathers that established this nation on the principle of the Word of God. I've been the benefactor of generation that followed that because they were men and women of God that built their faith on the Word of God. We have lost that. And we're now about to capture that back. Some mean you need to get roaring mad that they steal our children from us. You know, it's not going to go away by us being nice. It's going to be going to capture back what the enemy has stolen from us. And I'm going to give you three very important keys here in a moment, I think. But I want you to know that but how many is room God is working in your life? It's not fun. Self is pretty hard to die, isn't it? And, and, and so, if God, if you love God, and the Spirit of God is stirring your heart, and you, you're battling, I don't whatever, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's mental, it's emotional, you battle that. You know why? God is setting you up for the victory. Because he needs men and women of God that are not a fear, fearful of the test. They're not afraid of that because they know God will walk them through it and they'll come out on the other side. Slow down, Jerry. They'll come out on the other side victorious. Why? Because the cross gave them the victory. And today, if you get there, and so that, you got that? The movie, The Sound of Freedom. And I know if you're in the habit of doing so, but we are. Write your representative in the state. Write your government. Get on the line and say, I, this, is an, this is a blemish. It's a black spot on the land. What are you doing about it? Uh, excuse me. Who is the salt and light? Well, there's two of us over here then. Anybody else is salt and light? I traveled Europe a lot, and I told you this before, I think. I was born again into the kingdom of God, and uh, 
basically he put his foot on my neck and said, I got you. And so I gave my heart to the Lord and I sold everything that I had for strength for ministry. And then God began to open up doors in Europe. When I began to minister in a European church, it was my parents' generation that lived with regret. When they should have spoken up and stood up for what's truth, according to the word of God, they were silent. And they lived with regret as they watched their grandchildren and their children walk away from a powerless church. A church that had embraced homosexuality and lesbianism. A church that was not on the front lines, fending the wall. They were not the salt and the light. They had that, remember that little, this little light of mine? Under the what? Bushel. Do I need to remind you that you are the powerful in Christ? You are as powerful as Jesus was. The same power that was in him now lives where? How many say with me, I, I need more of your Holy Spirit power. Come on, don't be afraid. We're, we're, the church, we're going to be the church of the fanatics. We believe God for just about anything. Because he can do everything. And but he's so ready to take our nation back. And I'm watching the rising up of a generation that will take no no for an answer. And boy, do we need to get behind him. I mean, these, these young men that made this movie, the Jesus movie, with his three friends, they set their life. You see, this is my life mission. It's not a career that makes money. It's a career that says we're going to stop this pedophilia thing in our nation. That is my goal. That is my vision. That's my ministry. That's putting it on the line. But we the church, we're going to rise up in the power of God. And we will take no, no for an answer. Because what is at stake? Not just this generation, but our children and our grandchildren are at stake. You know, Europe never recovered from the compromising church. But we're well on the road with that. But we're stopping that thing. That's what God's moving here at LifePoint. That's what you watched over the last Sundays. Right? And so you, I, I'm encouraging you today. Yeah, you're going through trials. Yeah, you're going through difficulties. Keep pressing in. Keep proclaiming the word of God. You online, that we're a part of this ministry, your home, because you're not well and you can't move and all kinds of issues going on in your life. And it's easy for you, you to bow down to discouragement and to fear and all kinds of stuff that's wicked and evil. I'm telling you today, don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Never get off the Word of God. Stay in the Word of God. And we, the church here, we, are blessed. We, we speak the blessings of God over you today at home in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, where there's fear and anxiety, we speak the peace and the joy of God over you today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, I already told you that in Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, Timothy says, in the last days there will be terrible times. And we are there. It's not future, we are there. 
Okay, I mean, in last year, you couldn't imagine things going the way they go. You couldn't imagine that our leadership, our national leadership, our president on down, you cannot believe what's happening. Well, we got there because we were very quiet. I don't know about you, but I am not quiet. I am not. I'm going to stand up 82 years of age, and I'm going to keep proclaiming it. I'm going to keep pressing in and kicking the devil in his butt because he is a defeated enemy, and we're going to stand in victory in the name of Jesus. <sighs> now that that is off my heart. Kirk Cameron, Monumental. Watch that movie. You're going to learn truth about our forefathers that, boy, the, the liberal side has desperately won, and is hiding that effectively. Go there. And his new movie, come out of the 4th of July, The Sound of Freedom. And then do more than that. More than that. Get on your phone. Get on your iPad. Send them a note, these guys, that say, what do you know, we're with you. And then send them some money and make it possible. But they need to know that we, the church, are behind them. I can't. That, that pedophilia industry is a $152 billion industry in this nation. Not some other God for say, here, right here. All right. Uh, you're getting political. No, no, I'm not political. Uh-uh. I'm for righteousness' sake. I'm for the kingdom of God's sake. That's where I'm standing, and I parked there, and I bank on it, see? Well, I wanted to look at the David, Psalm 145. Let's go to Psalm 145. And I'm turning there. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. I'm so happy about this. I am so delighted that the Lord is... You know what? I say this over and over again. I am so delighted to be alive in this season and this day. I'm so delighted that we can be on the front line that will change the generations to come. I am so delighted. I am so honored that that's the case. And in my day, we will see the turning. Because the rumbling of revival is all over the country. You know? So cut off that cable thing that there's nothing but bad news. Cut it off. Don't even go there. Don't pollute your spirit, man, with something that is wicked and compromising and evil. Fill your heart with the promise and the word of God. Park there. Psalm 145. Here's David. On the end of his journey, coming to the end of his life. And we'll talk in a minute about his life. But here it is. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. No, I'm in verse 3. I'm sorry. Let's go back to verse 1. A praise of David. You know what it says over top of that psalm in my Bible? Great is the Lord. They wanted a title for this message. I said, great is the Lord. Sounds good. Can you say with me, great is the Lord? Great is the Lord. Now say, great is the Lord. Yes. If you greet one another coming into church every Sunday morning, but great is the Lord, what would happen in our midst? 
Hang on. I will exalt you, O my God, verse 1, O king. And the original language says, the O God, the king. David realized that he was not, he was a king in the earthly realm, but the king rules. Is that true today? The king still rules. Okay? And will bless your name forever and ever. Verse 2, every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous work. Men will speak of the might of your awesome act, and I will declare his greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies over all of his works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. See? What is our, isn't that our mission? I love it in the old days. In the old days, I'm, I'm qualified for senior position, 82. So yes, we qualified. And, but in the old days, we, have, we used to have testimony services. On a Sunday night, and boy, the Baptists were good at that particular. And they come together and they sing a song and they share a scripture. And then it was your turn to give a testimony. You know what your testimony does to the, one, to the other person? It encourages them. It blesses them. It lifts them up. Have you, you been, gotten used to sharing your testimony with a neighbor, with a friend, with a discouraged person? Write them a note. You have something to brag about. We have something to shout about. Great are your works, O Lord. Mighty are your acts. Works is what he has done. You see it in all of creation before you, his mighty hand. And then his acts is what he's doing in our midst today. All over the land, if you're looking with the eye of the Spirit, you see a, a generation raising up in the power of the Spirit of God that are full on fire with the living God. We watched that on Flashpoint the other day. I don't know if you're a Flashpoint fan, but I am. Uh, these young people that have come back from a mountain retreat, so full of the power and presence of God. And so then they came into this tent meeting over there, and then the leadership over there said, go ahead, go up and down the aisle and just bless the people with the power and presence of God. And watch what God did. So there is a roaring, there's an awakening going on. And we're getting into it. Aren't you excited what's happening here at LifePoint? Woo, yes. We say, Lord, more, more. Say with me, more. More of your presence, Lord. Say with me one more thing. Are you hungry? I'm not talking for lunch. I'm talking about hungry for the things of God. Right? Wilma and I used to do, still do that every now and then. When you hit the promise, you go, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's mine. Are you hungry for the things of God? Yes. Okay. 
Are you hungry? Yes. Go ahead, do that. Nobody's ever died doing Lord, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. More of your presence in my life. Lord, I'm hungry. Thank you. There you go. I have no idea what verse we're at now. Let's go to, oh, I looked, verse 13. Let's do one more, verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generation. So what is it with the kingdom of God? It endures forever. And they try to tell you God is not significant anymore. They try to tell you that we have no power. We are a subculture now in this nation. We're going to turn that about because the Spirit of God says His kingdom. And where does the kingdom of God live? Ten of you got it. The rest of you, the kingdom of God lives in you. Do you have any idea of what that means? That means the life of normal is over. That means you are now representing and possessing the kingdom of God within you, and you have ability and capability that's been hidden way too long, and the Lord said, rise up and display my kingdom through you. Why? Because the devil is trying to steal our nation, and he is not going to win. He's going to run with his tail between his legs, go, because his power and influence has been gone. I did a young people's Bible study. This just popped in my mind. In Anaheim, California. I was invited in by the mom and dad of that home. They had teenage sons and they said, can you come in and teach on the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit? I said, yeah. I will not do that unless I were able to demonstrate the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so that began, and then we packed that living room with 40 some college eight kids, and the power of God would show up. My most rewarding evening was when one night this young lady walked in, and she had traveled 40-somewhat miles out of Chino, California, to be in this home. And she opened the door and said to the owner of the home, who was by the door, I have heard this is the house where Jesus lives. And I need Jesus. And so she came from the, the, what is the shepherd population between France and Spain? I forgot the name of it now, but she had jewelry on, passed on for generations. And she was led to the Lord and began to take off the jewelry all off and stomped on it on the floor. And there was a generational curse put on them. And she became free. Yeah. In the last days... Paul already said, in the last days, you will see all the wickedness that's going on right now, right here in our nation. But then he has another last days. He says in Joel chapter 2, what is the last days? Prophecy. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Are you part of your flesh? Do again, say, Lord, I want more of your Holy Spirit. Come on, do that. Are you desperate? Lord, I'm more of your Holy Spirit in my life. 
Lord, pour it on. I'm hungry. Do that, Lord. And so, <laughs> I love what was going, and that was an awesome time in that ministry. So I want to basically, David, can you see David's lies in Psalm 145? And I parked there for about a week. You should park there. Was there any defeat in Psalm 145? Here is David, when he grew up, and the prophet of the nation came to his family. So all the family cleaned up, got dressed up, except David. They left him behind the sheep. Then the prophet finally asked and said, do you have any more children? He said, oh yeah, the guy behind the sheep over there. And Samuel said, go get him because I'm not moving unless he comes here. I mean, what a place for David to become resentful and bitter and full of anger and all the other ungodly stuff. And then Samuel, the prophet, anointed him to be what? King. You figured now everything would go well for David. The prophet of the land had anointed him. He is going to be the next leader. Like, move over, Saul. It's now my time. Everything but happened. He began to play sweet music in the house of in David's, in the palace over there. And what did Saul try to do? Throw a spear at him and kill him. Did somebody ever throw spears at you? Didn't get any better after that. His high mark was Goliath. Remember David showing up? All the army of Israel and the army of the Philistines, every morning they would get up and stand in battle array. That's all they did. Then Goliath came out, and what did they do? They all retreat back to the tent. They said, well, I'll do this tomorrow, maybe. Today is not a good day. They refused to challenge the demonic presence that tried to overrule their land. David walks in, and David faces that giant. And what does he say? You come to me with a spear and a sword, but I am coming to you in the Lord Jehovah, the God of all of Israel, and you are going down. It's a magnificent story. It's again, it's a story of a whole army afraid to do warfare because the enemy looks so big. Hello? Does that fit anywhere today? You and I look at the condition of our land. We look at what's going on in Washington and everywhere else and we say, oh my God, this is by far, what can I do? My mother shared that story with me when I was there and I'd been saved. And we began to talk about the condition of Holland and how far they had deteriorated. And she, we, she, we lived in a country and she said, you know, we always said, well, that evil is in the city of Amsterdam over there. We know there's all these prostitutes and drugs going on and we know all that, but it, it's not here in our city. So don't worry about it. And she is the one that lives with regret. 
It's our time. It's our season. It's our day. We cannot be silent. We cannot not be involved. So let your voice be heard. Connect with your leadership and let them know that you have your eye on them. The godly ones that are out there, and they're out there, support them. Undergird them. Surround them in prayer. We started the group at our, our well, that's another line. So, <laughs> not going there. Although this is the last service, there's really nothing going on. It's too hot outside. <laughs> I want to give you three. First of all, praise. Praise defeats discouragement and conquers fears. How did David not just survive his journey, but he, he thrived in it? And under David, the kingdom became more powerful than ever before. David learned the power of praise and worship. He knew that. And so he kept God in the right place, in the right focus, in everything that was going on. And he rose above the fears, the anxiety, the rejection, and all the assault of a whole army trying to chase you from cave to cave. He, he survived all that because he had God so big in his life that nothing could compare. How big is your God? How big is your God? Thank you, John. Absolutely. Great is the Lord. Say that with me. The Lord is great. Say that again. What does that do to you? Is something not beginning to stir in you? And then connect the dots. You are a son. You are a daughter of the Most High God. You are His. Everything that's in the kingdom of God is yours. Can you ever be defeated? No, you cannot. Unless you listen to the lies of hell itself. Or the worldly opinion of men around you. Good meaning men. Good meaning women. Listen to them. You can be defeated. Keep your focus on the promise of the Word of God. Greater is He... Come on. Greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. Can you be defeated? No, not. Never. Unless you bend your ear to the naysayer. Will you have down days? Yeah, you bet you will. You're still human. When you're down this, there's the strength of the fellowship. You find a brother, you find a sister, and in sincerity you open your heart to one another, and you pray for one another, and there is strength in the communion of the believers. You can't be out there on your own. You cannot. If you're watching me this morning, if you're out there on your own, my word to you is seek fellowship. Seek fellowship. Get connected in the body of Christ. If you don't know anybody, you don't know what to do, call our office, and we'll connect you in. Thank you, Lord. David says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. I will sing a song. David sings in the song, Deliverance. So, sorry, slow down. 
Moses, his songs of deliverance. Great and mighty is the Lord my God. The whole Egyptian army drowned in the sea. And he stood and said, great and awesome is our God. You face circumstances in your life? Are they going, they might be terrible circumstances. They might be health issues that could be critical. Critical in the sight of God? Not so. Whatever you face, where do you set your emotions? Where do you set your faith? What is the first place that you're going to when something hits you? Some expert? He says, no. No. I belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I will go to him for my answer. And he will share his heart with me. And I will come out on the other side victorious. Because that's all he knows how to do. Come out in victory. Praise. Second one. Praise makes the Lord bigger than all your problems. Because he is. Praise makes the Lord bigger than all your problems. Because he is. Meditate on the right thing. Draw strength from the right thing. From the word of God. From the promises of God. Draw your strength there. Lock yourself in and say, God, I am here to hear from you. He'll never turn you down. I get too busy. Because the world around you distracts you. And the Lord says, I, I am just desperate for some time with you. I want to show you things. I want to bring revelation to you that you long to have. Would you take the time of doing that? The bigger your God, the smaller your problems. Uh, here's David in Psalm, uh, not Psalm, 2 Samuel chapter 22. And he says, with my God, I can leap over a wall. Can you leap over a wall? No matter what that is. With my God, I can leap over a wall. Did he talk from experience? Yes, his whole Psalm 145 is based on a life that had had the ups, that had the downs, that had the defeats, that had the victories, that had sin in his life. Stop there a minute. Did Barsheba stop David's ministry? Did it? No. Barsheba, his sin... With Bathsheba, he went to God and genuinely repented, and God forgave. Do you know that God forgives, he forgets? But who reminds you? Who reminds you of your past? Satan wants to tie you to your past. And God says, do not be tied down to your past, but reach out to your future in me. And he says, I will make all things new. Have you gotten in the habit of praising him yet? You know what? Particularly our men. Man, you know, I'm an expert of it. Hello, I'm Dutch. Traditional Dutch. We don't raise our hands for nobody. 
because we're men. If we don't show emotions, if we don't cry in public, and we're not raising our hands. <laughs> That's how I started with God. Come to church and praise the Lord on whom our blessings flow. Up. And then the more I learned about one day, I said, Praise the Lord. I, I didn't fall over and die. I didn't. And then I began to hang out with these charismatics, and, and uh, I'm, one, uh, I'm one of them. And I said one day, okay, it's time for a breakthrough. Praise God. Praise, praise you, Lord. I we exalt you. We glor I glorify your name. I enthrone you in my life because you are King of kings and Lord of lords. And you are worthy of all of my praises. So I bring it to you freely, Lord. Oh. Watch it. If you haven't practiced that, try it. What's the liberty come into your spirit, man? If you're old, it doesn't make any difference. You're not as old as David was or Moses. Most likely not as old as I am, but then you know. <laughs> Try it. The devil wants to steal from us our ability to openly praise and worship him exuberantly, which is the Bible word is based on. Worship is never sedated or quiet. Worship is always, it is life, it breeds life, and there's freedom in it. You sat on the couch long enough. Are you watching us online this morning? You lived behind closed curtains for a long, long time. You once embraced the promises of God, and now you think you are defeated. The devil has you convinced that you're defeated. I'm telling you this morning, rise up. Take the word of God. Take the promises of God. Lift your hand toward heaven and begin to praise him openly. <laughs> you know, they invited me to church to to preach at my home church in Holland, in a place where I was born in, the north of Holland, uh, 15 feet, I think, below sea level. It's low. And it's a church that was built in the late 1400s, 14, 1426, something like that. And my great-grandfather had been an elder there. My father had been an elder there. and. Uh, so the fan of his name was well respected. So my aunt said, well, you've got to come and speak for us. I said, I'd love to. So the pastor called me. And uh, he said, are you Jerry Van of said, Yeah, I am. He said, you're not one of these born-again people, are you? <laughs> he said, I can put your fear to rest. I... <laughs> I am born again, but I got born bad news for you. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit as well. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't get to preach there. You know what? I've given you keys this morning. Praise, proclamation, 
brings deliverance and freedom in your life. Because the last one I want to share with you is my praise breaks chains. Breaks the chain and opens prison doors. Maybe you've been in prison and captivated by, by fears and anxiety. Maybe you, but intimidation is another one that some of you suffer for. Because you don't see yourself worthy at all. Satan has managed to tie you to your past. A past that God has forgotten, but you keep reminding him. He keeps stirring it up that your past writes the word failure over. Somebody in here, you had an abortion, and you think God has not forgiven. Yes, he forgave, and you asked him. Now move on in God. Praise breaks the chain. It does. It set the captive free. Remember Saul and Paul and Silas in prison in the book of Acts? Right? What did they begin to do? In that dungeon, in that dungeon of despair, maybe you live in a dungeon of despair and hopelessness, they begin to raise their hands to God and begin to praise the Almighty God, and the doors opened up, and they walked out in the power of the Spirit of God. By my God, I can leap over a wall. With my God, I can conquer anything. So you're kind of fanatic. Yeah, I am. I just believe the Word. Praise. Decoration. What do you say about you? What do you say about yourself? What do you say about your marriage? What do you say about your children? What comes out of your mouth? Is it doubt, fear, unbelief? Oh, maybe you're one of them that got, you got called all kinds of names. Maybe one of them, you, you, somebody brought you down because they looked down upon you and you've been defeated for so long. You hope there's, there's hope and victory for you today. You can walk out of that seat in a moment and come and join us in the altar and the power of God will set you free. If you deal with comparison, you deal with failures in your life, come on out this morning and we will pray for you. Because it's a lie of hell. Who the sun sets free... It's free indeed. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mm. Second Chronicles 22. It's Jehoshaphat that begins to praise God. He sends the armies out. And the, what preceded the army? The worshippers. How are you going to get free? How are you going to move into a realm you've never moved in? I'm telling you, the key is praise. May God so big in your life. When my sons grew up, they thought they told dad could do anything. And then they get educated. I remember, and I'll close with it, you have a I was a landscape contractor. I have a degree in landscape horticulture and architecture. And I was in New Jersey, and I had just been born again, and I was dangerous. Dangerous to the kingdom of hell. So I'm out in the nursery, and my truck and we're loading up a fresh load of plants, and I knew it was a Christian family that had the nursery. Great people. So the boys are loading up the the truck and I'm standing there and I'm testifying about the power of God. I'm testifying about the kingdom of God. And, and mom walks over and says, 
He said, oh, you've been born again. Have I said, I'm only born again. I'm filled with the power and the presence of God. She said, oh, well, it won't be long and you become like us. Settled. Don't sell yourself short. Don't live outside of the realm that God has for you. Don't. Say, God, I thank you as your word. I want freedom. I want liberty in my spirit. I want to be renewed in the inner man. Lord, I, I want to be that new person. If that's you this morning, I want you to stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Lord, that's me, Lord. I long for that freedom. I long for the fresh thoughts of your presence in my life. Lord, I hunger for you. I hunger for more of you. If you see that this morning and you have been defeated, you've been tied to your past, tied to your past failures and your past sin, and you're asking God to forgive, but you need to let go. Let go this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's more. Some more of you. You've gone through that ugly thing called abortion. And boy, the devil just playing havoc with you. Maybe you're already standing. If you're not, you need to stand. If you're in here this morning and you came in and, and boy, your dad had never had any good thing to say about you. He was always critical. He was always judgmental. And he kept putting you down instead of lifting you up, daughter. And my father says to you this morning, you're my daughter. I have redeemed you by the blood. And I have set you free and made you whole. And you're entitled to everything that I have for me, daughter. You're my son. If that's you this morning, you need to stand. If your heart is stirring, stand, please, in the presence of God. In the name of Jesus. We declare liberty over you. We declare freedom over you this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. I say, sons and daughters, come into the realm that God has for you. Where he answers your prayer, he meets your need, and he touches you in the desires of your heart, and you become a brand new person. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to him. That are standing. These hands simply say, God, I'm hungry for more of you. I'm hungry for all that you have for me. And Father, we stand together as believers and for those that watch us online. You are there. We pray for you as well. We bind up the chains of hell that are over you in the name of Jesus. Defeat, discouragement, the shame. We break its power over you this morning in the name of Jesus. And we say, who the Son sets free is going to be free indeed. And Father, we proclaim freedom over you, liberty over you in the name of Jesus. Receive it in your spirit, man, this morning and say, I receive it. Say that with me, I receive it. Great is my God. I receive the promise of the Word of God. I live in them in Jesus' name. No more shame. Shake that shame off in the name of the Lord. And take that off in Jesus' name. Now receive courage. Receive faith. Receive the promise of the Word of God this morning in the name of Jesus.
Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Lord, everyone that's standing here this morning and those that are watching us online, fill them with the power of your presence. Never to go back to the old, but continue reaching out for the new and the fresh in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, you may be seated for just a moment. We're going to do communion. And uh, if you have your elements over there, if you don't, they're in the center there behind it as you come into the sanctuary here. Thank you, Lord. We and our men, we have a group that meets every Friday morning. We call them the Mighty Men. And we are the Mighty Men of God. And we're going to a book by Derek Prince. And it's called uh, Purchased by the Blood or What the Blood Bought for Me. If you ever want to read a good book on the, what the blood bought for me, that's the one. Between. Bought with blood. It's well worth your $16, whatever it is. That was another commercial. They keep giving you all this good stuff. You have the wafer. Did you hold that there with me? Jesus, we thank you that your body was broken for me, for us. I thank you that you took my place on the cross of Calvary and you hung there for me. Your body was broken so mine wouldn't have to. And we thank that today and we bless your name and we're ever so grateful for the sacrifice that you made for me. Say that, Lord, and thank you for the sacrifice you made for me. Take it and eat it now in Jesus' name. The blood. This cup we take in the members of the perfect blood that Jesus shed for you and I. So on the cross of Calvary, his blood took care of everything that you needed. It was the perfect blood. He shed it for the sins of the world. In his blood, you find healing. You find restoration. You find wholeness because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus, for your perfect blood was shed for me. And I receive today my forgiveness I've received. I receive healing and wholeness in my physical body, all within the blood that you have provided for me. Take it and rejoice. You've been tremendously patient with us. I know what time it is. I forget. Oh my goodness. 12.30. But I don't want to let you go. I want to invite, if you need more prayer, you want somebody to pray with you and come in agreement with you. We have prayer partners over here. They will be. Or we come and pray one for the other. You receive the word of God today in your heart and you want some more prayer. Let's all stand in the presence. Can you stand?
If you're a prayer person, we invite you to come. And if you're in the house of God today and you need more prayer, don't leave without prayer. Don't leave that. There's something about you taking from your seat and coming into the altars and receive what God has for you. So we invite you to come and join in prayer and the Spirit of the Lord will continually minister to you. If you need healing in your body, physical healing in your body, we're here to pray with you because God still heeds these young men are here to pray for you. God still heeds and He's still a resource. He does. If you're here today and, and you wandered away from the Lord and your relationship is kind of cold, you're not totally backslidden, but boy, you're cold. The Word of God is not alive for you anymore. You're just going to rituals and screens. It's just not really real. I want you to come this morning because we will pray with you. We will pray with you. We will pray with you. You don't want to leave that place without having the thoughts of God on your life this morning. We're going to sing and let our worship team sing, and then we'll invite you to come, continue to come. We pray. Go ahead, guys.